fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It's a Monday, back at it, ready to rock and roll for a whole nother week. I am recharged, I am ready to go. Uh, somewhat, somewhat. I'm a little sore, I'm a little tired, but hey, you know what? It's a Monday and I'm excited because boy, oh boy, is it going to be a big week this week. Stay tuned in as we have a lot of stuff to get to. Hey, hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. Welcome into the, bro, uh, the Voice of Reason. I think that's what the show is called, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation, right here at our flagship radio station in Wichita, Kansas, all over the country, on radio, on TV, on live streaming, and on podcasting, your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. What a weekend it was. It was a beautiful one. Now, I have to admit, I live here in the Mid-America region here in Wichita, Kansas, and it is hot again. I was really, really excited last week about the cooler weather. It was like 80 degrees, and it was nice, and just cool. It was like 40 overnight. Can we get back to that, please? It's a little hot again. Wherever you're at in the country, in your favorite place, wherever that may be, uh, hopefully it's nice and cool for you getting ready for the fall season. Although some like it 100 degrees. I just, I think you're crazy. I think you're absolutely crazy. You can follow us. Live stream, Facebook Live, not YouTube right now. Twitter, twitch.tv, plus the Instagram, the TikTok, the ourfreedombook.com, and on the website at hoosierreason.com. Thanks for hanging out today. Hopefully you did have a wonderful weekend. It was a lot of fun. I was not aware. They always have these weird holidays that I, I don't even know about until they actually happen. But over the weekend was apparently... Uh, National Daughter Day. If you have a daughter, then happy Daughter's Day to all the parents out there enjoying the time with their daughters, if that's what you have. And we got to go to the Great Plains Renaissance Festival over the weekend. It was a great time. I, lo- I look forward to it every single year. We did post some pictures. If you're friends with me on Facebook, as we put the family pictures on there, we all, yes, we are, we totally nerd out. We totally geek out. We got to dress up, got to do the thing. Uh, the wife got all the dress and the, the makeup and stuff. The little one, she's for, she's been in this mode for a couple of years now where she is all about the butterflies and the fairies and the, the unicorns and just like anything with wings that flies that looks like sparkly and very multicolored and cute. That is her thing. She's the ultimate girliest girl, but yet she's also like the toughest girl in the entire world, too. It's very strange. She will sit there and box with daddy when she wants to roughhouse. She'll sit there and box like she wants to do MMA, probably because she's seen enough Conor McGregor fights in her life already at seven years old. But she wants to roughhouse and box. But then at the same time, she wants to do a tea party and put on the wings and try and dress up like a butterfly. So she dressed up as a fairy slash butterfly thing at the Renaissance Festival this weekend because, you know what, if you're going to do something, you're going to go all out and you're going to go as crazy as you possibly can and you're going to stick out like a sore thumb to where everybody looks at you and says, huh, all right. And that's what we did over the weekend. So it was a lot of fun. We went there and uh, we got to walk around for a few hours. It was, again, hot, so it was difficult to walk around for too terribly long. But I'll never forget it because on Daughter's Day, which I thought was hilarious, she she is so excited about the fantasy things, the, the fairies and the unicorns and the butterflies and all this other stuff. She was walking in one of the booths. She she walked up and there was a gal there that, was, that had mermaid fins on, the mermaid costume. And she was all decked out with the makeup and the glitter and everything. And and I got so excited. She got so excited. And there were little kids taking pictures with the mermaid. 
So she went up. She took her picture with the mermaid. She thought it was the coolest thing. Like, she knew legitimately this was a mermaid. We were at the Renaissance Festival. There were knights, and there were, like, you know, different jesters, and there were different things walking around in costume all over the And this was a mermaid, and by golly, she got to take a picture with the mermaid. So excited. About a half hour later, we're standing in line to get a drink, and the gal, the mermaid, was halfway up the line ahead of us, uh, I don't know, 10, 20 people ahead of us, but she didn't have her mermaid fins on. She had just, she was wearing, I don't know, like volleyball shorts or whatever to where she could wear underneath her mermaid thing. She was in line and she was getting her drink and a little voice of reason tugs me, uh, tugs me on the, on the arm and says, Dada, that's the mermaid. And trying to play it cool because she's all about the mermaid. no. No, no, honey, that's not the mermaid. Maybe that's her sister. She's got the red hair just like it. She's got the makeup just like it. No, it's not her. It's her sister. You just took a picture with the mermaid. She's back there. If you want to go take another picture with her, we can. That's the mermaid back there. That's not the mermaid. Obviously, the mermaid has legs right here. That's not her. It's not. That's not the mermaid. She goes, no, dad, dad, look, her face. She's got everything. Every, the whole makeup, that is her. That is the mermaid. And I said, no, sweetie, that's not the mermaid because the mermaid back there and she doesn't have any fins. Look, she has legs. That's not the mermaid. And the most serious look on her face rolls her eyes at me. And the biggest, like, oh, my gosh, like preteen already annoyed by dad kind of thing already because dad's annoying me in public. Rolls her eyes. And she goes, no, dad, dad, maybe she's a magical mermaid. Uh, you know what? I, I can't beat it. I can't beat that. You know what? You're right, honey. Maybe she is a magical mermaid and she just... You know, it, it, she's like Ariel. She got her legs and she's walking up now and she needs some water. <laughs> I'm telling you, the mind of youth. And it's, it's kind of like a Democrat that really believes there's no debt ceiling. They truly, honestly believe deep down in their souls. And no matter what you try to tell them, how you try to convince them, no, dad, dad, there's no debt ceiling. No, dad, there's, that's, that's the mermaid right there. That's the mermaid. I swear she's a magical mermaid. There's no magical debt ceiling limit for the nation. Don't you worry about it. We can just spend as much as we want to. We have a lot to get to. John O'Connor, he is the author of the book Postgate. We'll have him on the program. There's some interesting information about the Clinton Foundation, the Clintons themselves, with their attorneys, their campaign that's being tied with Russia. Oh, my. I thought that it was Donald Trump that was colluding with the Russians. I thought that's interesting. Yeah, I know. Well, now the Trump camp or the Clinton campaign is now beginning to fall as we have Durham that's being indicted. We have uh, some attorneys that are being indicted. We have some new information about the Clinton Russian scandal trying to pawn it off and blame Trump for Russian collusion, which was a big hack and everybody knows it. Finally, we're getting some information on that one. So we'll talk about that. Plus, on Friday, the news was just starting to leak a little bit. I didn't have a whole lot of context, didn't have a whole lot of information, but there was some news coming out about the Arizona. Uh, audit on the elections uh, out of Maricopa County. And I got a couple emails over the weekend saying, Andy, I thought you believed in this. I thought you were really on our side. And I wasn't dissing it in any way, shape, or form. I didn't have any information. There was no news coming out about it yet. There was the media already claiming it was done and over. And yet there was no information out yet because they weren't done releasing all the information. So we'll touch on that. Well, maybe John O'Connor can touch on that today a little bit. Tomorrow, we have Annalisa Peshek. 
She'll be she's joined on the show many times before with American Thinker. She'll be on the program to talk about that. She's been doing a deep dive investigative research into the Maricopa County audit that's going on. And with the ninja, what is it, the cyber ninjas and whoever else is doing the electronic voting machine uh, uh, investigation and audits. So we'll get the information from her tomorrow on the program on what's really happening down in Maricopa County in Arizona to get the latest from that one. So we'll touch on all that today. We'll try and cover and, and cram in as much as we can through our very small window that we have to talk about some of these issues. Big news today, though, is we have a big week ahead of us. And yes, there is something that we can do about this as we get into what's trending today. What's trending today? This is according to the Associated Press. This week is going to be a big one. So if you know your contact information to your elected official, call them almost on a daily basis. Multiple times at least, because this is going to be a big week for us. We've been drowning the news. We've been honing in on this whole $3.5 trillion budget boondoggle. We've had this ridiculous, absurd $1.2 trillion infrastructure package. There's two bits of information now that's come out that we can, That's now that we're getting close to actually trying to vote and pass this stuff, there's ways that we can actually try to stop it. And ways that we can actually be aware of what's in it, know what's going on within it, try to stop it and and block it and make sure that your elected officials vote against this. Because Democrats, moderate Democrats, are starting to waver. They're concerned about midterm elections a year out. Republicans, all the Republicans should be voting against this. Now, we could bicker about how they got to this point and how Republicans actually helped the process. That's true. But it's a little daily and a dollar short for that. We'll get to that post uh, analysts, depending on whether this actually happens or not. They can save their hide if they actually vote against this and not just vote for it or vote against it, but just advocate others to vote against it as well, meaning moderate Democrats. For example, right now, moderate Democrats are balking at the fact that this is a $1.2 trillion infrastructure package. It's gone down from $1.2 down to $1 trillion now. Apparently cutting out $200 million is the winning mark for some Democrats. Oh, yeah, $200 million. Oh, why not? Just go ahead and pass this thing now. At the same time, we have a $3.5 trillion federal budget where Democrats don't want this either. And they don't have enough votes to make it happen right now. Here's the problem with that for Democrats. And I say for Democrats because I'll explain in a minute. For Democrats, if they don't pass this by the end of this week, we go into a government shutdown. Government shutdown's not as bad as what it sounds like. They try to scare you about it every single time, but it's really not that bad. And I'm curious how the media is going to play it when Democrats are the ones causing the issue now instead of Republicans. Because every government shutdown, quote-unquote, for the last 10 years, if you've listened to the media, it's the Republican government shutdown. The Republicans are but the Republicans are refusing to work with us. The Republicans are work are refusing to go along and just sing kumbaya, find the happy medium, work with the process, negotiate and find the happy balance. You know, it's evil Republicans. They can't say that this time because Democrats have the majority in both chambers. So, if they don't pass it, it's their own damn fault. So I'm curious how the media is going to play on the devastatingness of a government shutdown. Now, we all know, most of us at least know, that a government shutdown is nothing more than like your cell phone going to sleep when you're not actually using it. It's there. It's still operating behind the scenes. The national defense things are still working. Payments for Social Security are still going out unless they specifically shut that down just to try and screw the little guy because they really want to make a point. Uh, But they won't this time because they don't want that to go on Democrat hands. So they're not going to make that happen. But... Government still functions. Most people still show up to government, then they get furloughed and get their paychecks once things open back up. 
That's how a government shutdown works. They shut down maybe 10% of the government agencies. They'll still have the essential business people actually showing up, national defense and the military and social programs and, and Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security and all this stuff. Everybody else shows up unless they specifically shut it down. So government shutdowns are not a bad thing. They shut down every federal holiday. They shut down every weekend. Don't don't buy into the fear mongering that is, oh, my gosh, when the government shuts down. But if they don't pass this three and a half trillion dollar spending package, we shut down the government by the end of the week. That's the first part. Now, I think that we're still going to pass the federal budget because they still have the numbers. They'll tweak a couple of things. They'll lower it by maybe a half a percent. They'll rework some of the budget proposals. They'll re- rework some of the special interest deals inside the budget. And then what they'll do is they'll give it back to moderate Democrats. They'll be like, oh, it's for you, and it's for my district. And it's, you know, you're going to get an extra construction project on a bridge, or you're going to get another highway project, or, oh, we're going to get some money into our county to do some great things. So then their congressmen and women that go into these Democrat districts or these moderate districts come back to their constituents and say, I did this for you and i'm voting for this or else people will die in the streets because that's what they usually do that's step number one i think it's going to go through the second part is they have a bigger issue which is why they're trying to rework this a little bit more than usual is because by next week we need to raise the government debt ceiling like how I introduced that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, how how my little seven-year-old believes that mermaids are real and that they're magical and can transition from mermaid fins to legs. That's exactly how Democrats believe that the debt ceiling is, is that it's some arbitrary magical line that they can just raise whenever they want to because we're spending more money than ever before in our entire existence as a nation. And they don't care. It's just an arbitrary line. It means nothing. We can just print more money, inject it into the system, raise inflation rates, and be all fine. They believe in the magical mermaids that is just a random arbitrary line of a debt ceiling, but they need the filibuster 10 Republicans in the Senate to make that happen, and that causes some issues. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. 
Weeks, YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Had the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back. So I'm getting some comments on the social media right now saying, Andy, did you just refer to your daughter as a Democrat? No. No. And I tried to explain it off the air a little bit too. No, I did not. What I'm saying is that children have the beautiful innocence of believing in mermaids and thinking that mermaids are magical. That's awesome. I am glad my daughter does that. I'm not going to deter that or try and... Uh, put that down in any way, shape, or form. That's amazing. What I'm saying is that Democrats who have been in Congress for the last 30, 40 years have the same mentality because they haven't yet grown up. They don't They don't understand complicated concepts like, hey, this is the amount of money total you are allowed to spend and use as the federal government, a.k.a. the U.S. debt ceiling. You are not allowed to get in debt anymore. Your credit card is completely maxed out, but yet you go and try and maneuver and, you know, steal from Peter to pay Paul to try and increase your, you know, your, your credit score so you can apply for another credit card with 0% interest so you can rack that up, and then you can continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. It doesn't work that way. There's a thing call a debt ceiling you're not allowed to spend more than that on that debt ceiling and stop spending so much damn money period end of story but the problem is no now they're trying to work on this trillion dollar infrastructure bill the three and a half trillion dollar federal budget and the democrats are like eh, it's all right we'll just go ahead and pass that and raise the debt ceiling because we believe in magical mermaids that don't uh, you know that don't uh, honest uh, well i can't say that i don't know maybe some people do believe mermaids exist i don't know I've never seen one. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But that's still saying that there is a hard line that we know of. Here's the line of a debt ceiling you're not allowed to cross. And you have to raise that. And it's stupid to raise that because how many times have we raised it? Way more than we actually need to. And now it's just a commonality. But according to Newsmax and Senate Majority or Senate uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, he said, sorry, but if you're going to do it, you're going to have to do it without us which they can't because they need 10 Republicans to override the filibuster in the Senate to raise the debt ceiling by next week, and they don't have those numbers right now. As according to Newsmax, that Republicans are prepared to vote on Monday against the House-passed government funding bill that will likely kill the measure, as the Treasury Department said the debt ceiling in the debt limit needs to be raised by mid-October on the U.S. economy during, uh, or the U.S. economy could be disrupted. So what they're going to do is they're going to find a way to blame Republicans. They're going to pass the budget. They're going to pass the infrastructure. They're going to cut just enough out to where moderate Republicans feel comfortable in supporting these initiatives. So that way they support them and say, oh, look, you know, district that I didn't care about before because I'm going to bankrupt you. But, oh, at least I'm doing a nice little highway project for you. Or, oh, I'm going to do a little bridge project for you. Throw a couple of those things in. Rework it. Maybe cut one or $200 million out of the $3 trillion budget. Pass all of this stuff. Then when we can't afford any of it. They're going to put the pressure on Republicans. Again, like usual, Republicans, you know, don't have any spine. Republicans just don't want to work together with us. Republicans aren't working in a bipartisan manner. Republicans don't care about the people. And that's going to be the argument for the next uh, couple of weeks until they actually have to raise that debt ceiling. And then they'll get just enough of those squeaker Republicans, you know, the Mitt Romney and the Lisa Murkowski and the Susan Collins. And uh, who's the guy out of Nebraska? 
I forget his name, that hack. He's a, I don't know, moderate, quote-unquote, Republican that despises Trump. You got Liz Cheney. You know, all those will, of course, vote for the increasing of the debt ceiling. Hopefully nobody else. So they'll get probably four or five Republicans out of the ten needed. And then we have this big debacle of we didn't raise the debt ceiling and the debt limit. So do we crash the economy or do we try and uh, rework the federal budget? That's the quandary they're in right now. And try and tell Democrats I can't spend as much as you want as they want to. Oh, they lose their minds. They're again the kid that just got told that mermaids don't actually exist and that Santa Claus isn't real. That devastates them. It devastates them because Democrats have the IQ and the and the 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 physical mental mentality of a seven year old child. Because when they don't get what they want, they get very very upset and they throw their temper tantrum in the middle of the store. They really truly do believe in their magical fairy dust that's going to work for them, and they get mad when someone tells them that it doesn't. So we have to treat them as such. The problem is right now they're the majority that runs Washington D.C. Try to work that into the complications, shall we? I don't know how that algorithm starts to figure out on what we do to actually come out with some commonsensical bill, but call your elected officials because we can stop both the budget and the raising of the debt ceiling if we actually call our elected officials now. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. By the way, a couple programming notes for you just to let you know and remind you. Coming up at the end of this week is the end of the month of September already. It's hard to believe. If you have not done so yet, if you're a new listener to the program, which we hit another record. just So we have... We, we simulcast all over the place. We're obviously on radio, on TV. We have our live streaming on video with on Facebook. YouTube's banned right now until December, so I don't really care there, but we're almost to, I don't know, a couple hundred followers on there. We have Twitch.tv. We have the Instagram, the TikTok. Uh, we also stream on our Podbean Live, which Podbean is our host for a podcast site that goes out to any of the pay- favorite podcasting sites that you listen to with iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and Amazon Music and all this other stuff. But we stream on Podbean Live. We just got a notification that since we've been doing this, I don't know, the last six months, eight months, whatever it's been, we've hit like 3,000 new followers or listeners on there. Not followers, but new listeners on there. So that's awesome. We're growing every single month. If, you have, if you're new to the show and you have not listened before, we have our newsletter that comes out at the end of every month. Now, I think we're going to put it out on Monday next week, a week from today, which means you have all this week. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, it's completely free. You don't have to pay for anything. All you got to do is go to the website at whosyourreason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R reason.com. 
you can sign up. You can listen to. Uh, we'll we'll have our blog on there. We'll have kind of a recap of our guests from the last month. We'll have some civic holidays. We'll have some motivational comments. We'll have an update from the Voice of Reason show and the Hoosier Media Network and all the other podcast shows that we associate with, with which is really awesome. So sign up. It's totally free. Just go to HoosierReason.com. You'll see the pop-up on there. It says, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say, yes, I do. And then you sign up there and you can get that newsletter. So that newsletter will come out a month or a week from today. So you have some time to sign up for that. And we appreciate that you do. We get new people each and every single month. It's super awesome. And we appreciate you and love you to death. So uh, also other programming note right after this show, I'll be on a podcast as well to the point with Krisha and Michael. We had Krisha Linzo on the program last week to talk about some stock market stuff. They've invited me. I'm going to be on their podcast after the show and we'll share a link for that once we do that program as well. Until then, let's get into our What's Trending Today. What do you say? What's Trending Today. And I am super excited to have this guy on the program. Been way too long since we've chatted with him. And I think he is living it right now with all the fun scandals that are going on, I think, and the investigations that are uh, not happening in the mainstream media right now. We have, number one, the story of the Clintons and the Russians and Trump. Wait a second. I thought Trump colluded with Russia. Wait a second. At the same time, we have the audits going down at Maricopa County down in Arizona on the election. We have the cyber ninjas or whatever they call themselves doing the electronic audits, the media like not even wanting to talk about that. So, boy, oh, boy, there's a lot to get to with an actual real investigative journalism, which is what this guy does because we love having him on the show uh, because of what he does. He is the author of Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed the Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. Uh, he's also host of Mysteries of Watergate podcast as well. John, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Hey, Andy. You know, uh, I've told you this before, but I'm a Hoosier from Indiana. So yeah, see, I identify. Yeah, identifies a Hoosier. That, I like it. That's exactly. right. I, I love it. No, it's always good to have you on. It's we always love to talk to you because you understand real journalism and what you know the media is supposed to do and what they kind of sort of used to do back in the day. Are we getting proper coverage on both the Durham indictment and what's going on in Arizona right now? Well, no, we're not. And the, um, you know, I, I, the election thing is just something that is, is, is obviously a fraught topic. And I'm more interested, of course, in the big urban areas, but, but let me talk about the most exciting thing that you mentioned, Andy, was the Durham investigation and the Durham, uh, uh, indictment. Um, this is, really significant because even though he's indicted just one fellow in this one and it's my, this Michael Sussman and for a very limited charge that is to say uh, representing himself to be just a concerned citizen as opposed to a um, as opposed to a um, um, you know a, a person representing a client an interested client right um, you know so um the, um, was I going to tell you? Um, but but what he did, he took 26 pages to say this. Now he only needed two paragraphs. Why did he give us 26 pages? Mm. And I say, say it's it's Lassie is trying to tell us something. Uh, as you used to, anyone who watches the show knows. Uh, but um, what he is telling us is that there was a conspiracy to defraud the government on concocting this false Alpha Bank story. Now, the indictment doesn't charge a false Alpha Bank story. Sure. And the reason he had to rush out this indictment was it was five years from the day of September 19, 2016, 
where Sussman made his false statement, and and they had no proof of a conspiracy. Now, there probably was one, but they had no proof of it. So you couldn't use this conspiracy statute of limitation. You had to use the false statement statute, and it ran September 19th. So I had to rush out the indictment. But he tells us his story, though, about the Alpha Bank conspiracy. Uh, many people, tech executive one, I'd love to know who that is, a very powerful guy. There's some researchers. There's Jake Sullivan of the Clinton campaign, now a national security advisor for Biden, all of whom are emailing each other about a knowingly false Alpha Bank story. That is to say, for your viewers, that there was Alpha Bank, a Russian bank, was uh, uh, communicating with Trump through a server in Trump Tower. And this was part of the vehicle for the Trump-Russian collusion. Right. In fact, in fact, it was a server that was in some marketing uh, guy had it in the tower. And they were just routine pings of different things that go back uh, and forth between servers. It was nothing. Uh, but they knew it was false. And they tried to fashion it so that, first of all, the FBI would pick up the investigation. And secondly, that none of the Internet people, there wouldn't be enough information for somebody to uh, puncture the story right away. They wouldn't give them enough information. They talked about that. We want to have enough story out there to sort of indict Trump without enough information so that people will see it's false. So now, just that alone, Andy, that's going to get you three or four new people indicted, I think. This sure. is my opinion. Now, on top of that, there are still four or five indictments coming along the FBI side of things. Uh, and just recently, the New York Times uh, published the name of Stephen Soma, S-O-M-M-A, who was case agent number one. I have been wondering what his name was. I don't hadn't f figured it out, but I always knew case agent one was about to be indicted. Uh, the, the New York Times released his name, I think, because they probably know he's a top suspect, uh, but, but they just printed his name. So you've got that over there, four or five people leading up to, but not including Comey. It'll get up to McCabe, I think, possibly. So you've got something there now. There may well be other indictments on the false story concoctions other than Alpha Bank. We don't know that because we don't know what other false stories fed to the FBI by different campaign officials. Uh, I mean, you know, Christopher Steele's one of them for sure. There are other people that may not be in the United States anymore. I don't know uh, that we're also contributing to false stories. Mm. So there, there are going to be a lot of indictments here is what I'm telling you. And, and I think it's exciting. And I don't think we should be too hard on Durham because of the COVID thing. You had a, a year and a half where everybody could duck and dodge and not come <laughs> in, and, you know, and, and tell any. And, and, and Durham needed to get everybody to talk about what they passed on to the next guy and what they got from another guy. And all that stuff needs to be fleshed out. So it's unfortunate for everybody that this thing had to delay so much. Yeah, I think people really want to hear about what's going on with the Clintons and with Russia. Now, the big question is, and I think everybody wonders and why we hear the chance at every Trump rally is, you know, with Clinton going to prison sort of thing. Will we finally get the answer what we've been looking for that we already kind of know that it's starting to lead that way is it was fabricated. We know it was fabricated. It was created by these individuals in the Clinton campaign that kind of knew about all this, that orchestrated, that handed the file to the FBI. Will we finally see someone charged in it or will it be just the ongoing indictments and investigations that lead to what Hillary says at the end of the day? At what point does it really matter? 
Well, I don't think we'll get up to Hillary. Uh, I, I, I would be stunned uh, that we would get up there. Now, somebody would have to roll over her on her, and it'd have to be somebody close to her. Now, so if that I don't happens, then they end up committing suicide, usually. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if Michael Sussman or Mark Elias commit suicide, you know we're on to something. Yeah, know? exactly. Uh, but, but, but now those guys are, are, are clearly could be targets. And the real question is in all these things is how much they knew actually about each story being uh, fabricated. Uh, so, uh, like I said, you can get these emails, for instance, on the Alpha Bank thing, and they're wonderful emails because they tell such a good story. And the question is, how many emails are there, for example, about Joseph Mifsfoot? He's a professor that everyone claimed was Russian-connected, and then they they uh, knew that uh, they used him to try to uh, fish out Papadopoulos and try to hook him into being this Russian guy, where all of it was. And, and Mifsfoot came to Papadopoulos and said, I want to introduce you to Putin's niece. Right. Putin's, wasn't Putin's niece. Putin's niece was one of his grad students who was a cute looking Russian girl who spoke Russian, uh, uh, but but, you know, didn't had no idea about, you know, up from down. But it was Putin's niece. So they're trying to make Papadopoulos look like he's a Russian stooge of some kind and that the campaign is dealing with Russia and so forth and so on. There are all these different stories. And it's very hard to figure out who knew what at this point. Yeah. I was helped out on the FBI side by the Horowitz report, which got into the interviews of people. And that's a wonderful blueprint. It's it's as dry as dust, Andy. If you want to fall asleep, you know, you'd probably uh, be better off reading that than reading the dictionary, you know. Right. Um, so right. I tell you, what, we got we got to take a hard break here, John. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure. Awesome. Sure, awesome. We're talking with John O'Connor, author of the book Postgate. You can find him online as well, postgatebook.com. You can find his podcast and information there as well. We'll continue this conversation. How far will this go? What other information could come out of this indictment and investigation as we look into the Russia scandal with Trump and Clinton and everybody else? Just, I don't know, what, four or five years later, it's all starting no to be revealed. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
Design, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time all over the country, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting as well. And we appreciate you joining us here. John O'Connor here with another segment with us, author of the book Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. You can find him and his podcast and all of, it, all of his information online at postgatebook.com. Um, and you can listen to his podcast and all that good stuff on there, as well as we talk about these indictments. Finally, five years later, coming out from the Clinton uh, camp, the Trump camp, the Russian collusion, who actually colluded. I mean, John, here's the fascinating part about it, is that we have right now, and to tie this in with the current stuff, we have the election down in Maricopa County, the audits going on. We have this uh, call from the right right now saying, I don't quite feel that the elections were where they should have been. Let's do an investigative research. Let's do an audit. And then if it comes out and Joe Biden won, okay, fine, that's great. Then we can at least know for sure and we can settle our uh, concerns that there was some type of shenanigans going on with the election. But we're actually doing something about it. There's actually some type of audit going on. Democrats losing their minds. They're trying to pass H.R. 1 to centralize elections. Now they have H.R. 4 trying to centralize elections because they don't want those audits. But let's go back four or five years to the Clinton and Trump election in 2016 when Trump won. For the last four years, they said, the media said, the left-winger said that that was an illegitimate president because that he colluded with Russia and stole the election from Hillary Clinton because he committed some type of crazy wild voter fraud or, or colluded in order to change votes or something. They never did anything about it. Now we're finding out as we're starting to research that incident that was taken on by the FBI that we got impeached for Trump, what, once, at least once, just on that issue alone uh, because of the quote-unquote collusion with Russia and in, in, uh, tampering with our uh, voter security or with our domestic security because of him working so close with Vladimir Putin. Now we're finding out it's all just a hoax. Is there going to be any ramifications for this? Well, there will be. And the reason they're late is, let's think about it. Uh, going back, you had holdovers from the Clinton regime including James Comey, especially you had some others. You had uh, the, um, you know, the assistant attorney general, the deputy attorney general, uh, and uh, she, she, she's really was okay. But it was mainly Comey um, who was still in there, and he and his buddies were plotting from day one before Trump ever got in office. He was making book on Trump. He was taking down all his comments. He was meeting with him. He was trying to get him uh, – uh, all hyped up about uh, potential liability. Why? Because Comey knows that the more he can get somebody nervous about a potential investigation, the more likely they are to lie, even if they're not guilty. Mm-hmm. If I tell you, Andy, I'm investigating you for name the crime, uh, 
you know, it, it and make up a crime. Comey will make up a crime. Andy, it's against the law uh, to get on the radio and insult the president. Well, if you really think that's true, and I'm just making that this one up, but sure. if you think that's true, and then then the FBI comes into you and say, "Well, Andy, did you and uh, uh, did you insult President Biden?" You would naturally say, "Well, not really. I mean, I kind of didn't. I really didn't. I did. No, I didn't." That's yeah. a normal human reaction to that. Comey knows that. That's the way he got Scooter Libby. He almost got Carl Rove. Now he does it with Donald Trump. He did it with Martha Stewart way back when. Getting people nervous, getting them tried to to obstruct justice, and, and Mueller and his group were so uh, upset. It really wasn't Mueller. It was his group. We're very upset that they couldn't quite get Trump to obstruct justice. That's the main purpose of that investigation was not only to smear him in the public as being a Russian colluder, but to get him on an obstruction of justice. Now, if they charge him on an obstruction of justice just for doing what? Who knows? Firing Mueller would have done it. Right. Uh, then they would have charged him. And then everybody would then assume that there was something to the Russian collusion. See, that's the other thing. When you obstruct, like Nixon and Watergate, everybody assumes you must be guilty of the underlying crime, whereas, in fact, Nixon wasn't. Right. But everyone assumes that that any kind of a lie, any kind of a, a you know, uh, any kind of an obstruction, any kind of a suppression of evidence. So that's what Comey's up to. But think about it. We had him in the tent and he was an and he was a Quisling. He was an enemy trying to trap Trump being our supposed to be loyal to the to the president and then he's not. Yeah. And the country. He's not. And so that's why it took so long. Then we had to wait until Mueller finished before we could do anything. So the fear of politics and it works. Are. Yeah. It's the fear of politics it and it works. works, but it's slowly unraveling itself. As they always used to say is that a lie will always be revealed at some point and uh, in the worst ways possible as well. It's John O'Connor, author of the book Postgate. Go and check them out, postgatebook.com. John, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. Let's get you back on here again real soon. Great talking to you, Andy. Hey, Take you, care as, now. you as well, my friend. Always great to talk to you. We'll do it again here soon. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Back at it tomorrow on the show. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio all this week. Stay tuned in. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.